Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us. We are starting our team-by-team analysis, starting with the Adelaide Crows, Chris. This is uh, almost a, actually an exact replica of our first ever podcast. We did Adelaide Crows team analysis four years ago. And they were much better back then, Chris. They were. They had decent premiums. <laughs> Has a team ever gone from like grand final to tanking so bad so quick? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I never was a fan of the Brisbane Lions, so. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, we're going to start off today with uh, a couple of little mentions. There's an this article. On. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, there's an article in The Age uh, basically saying that if someone gets knocked out in the AFL or AFLW, they need to now have a mandatory week off. So they're looking at a non-period, uh, non-playing period of about 10 days or so. That is going to cause us some issues. So definitely do not pick people that um, have a soft head. Uh, yeah, it's going to be big for Supercoach. I, I think it's the right move. I actually thought that they did that last year with the seven-day break, but teams just managed to get around it somehow. I'm not sure exactly what they did, but now they've said, yep, no, 100%, you're missing a game. There's no way around it. Um, I think it's a good thing for the players. Uh, obviously, it does impact Supercoach. So, I mean, yeah. look. Good for you know, the health. Yeah. yeah. We know the guys that obviously are you know, prone to getting a head knock and prone to having concussions. So, just don't pick them and we'll be fine. I, I agree. Um, so, that covers that business there. I'm going to give a quick little shout out. Paul Leach, I gave you a shout out last week. I'm doing it again. I've grabbed this beer. I've put it in the, in the freezer for 10 minutes. Let's give it a look. So, it's Stockade Brew Company and it is a splicer. XPA. Where are you? Stop. That's focusing on my head instead of the beer. Um, I oh, I can't wait for this. I've been hanging on to it for ages. I had to search. Oh, that that was actually that sounded really good up here. So, well, I'm I'm actually quite jealous. Now, Chris is on a fitness challenge. So we have to support him and support your friends in whatever they do. Um, yeah, I'm on he's the going sugar on free, the sugar freeze. Um, lemon squash, my friend. Mm. Does not taste like beer. Oh, sure you can't have a sip? Have you worked out twice today, Chris? Have I can sip. have a sip. Have a sip. That is glorious. I, I did work out um, twice today, you're Paul, right. Paul, thank you very much for the um, beer donation. So, you know, we do a lot of this on our own accord. We don't really get paid for this or anything like that. We Ooh, do take... It's I like know. sweet, but it's light. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, okay. But it's a it's a 4.4. It's not a... I know. Yeah, um, so we do right. definitely take beer recommendations and um, donations. We do. The next shout out I'm going to do, and we're going to do this real quickly, and this person doesn't know it's coming at all. However, Bear Harris, mate, shout outs to you, props to you. He's talking nicely, saying great things about uh, Supercoach Insider on the Facebook, on the line. On the line? On the line. On the line. Were you in a blender? uh, Was I in a blender? (laughs) (laughs) Whip that cream, buddy. Um, Basically, just saying some nice things there, Chris. Um, So, Bear Harris, mate, shout out to you, and uh, mate... Thank you, and I'm glad we helped you, um, you know, picking your sides and all that kind of stuff and that you find our information useful. So, yeah, thank you very much. Excellent. All right, Chris, let's get into the Adelaide Crows. Yes, let's do it. And how do you want to start this? you want to look at the rookies, Chris? You've been doing a little bit of analysis. Yeah, we can. I mean, look, uh, well, let's, let's go through the rookies because I'll, it'll lead into um, – we've done an estimated best 22, and look, obviously we're not experts in every team in the league, 
most of them. Now, um, look, best 22 is like any anything. It's conjecture, it's, it's pre-season form, and a lot of things taken into consideration. But what you can do is sort of narrow down what spots on that best 22 are available if someone has a good pre-season. So, um, and then we'll be able to talk about guns and, and uh, mid-prices. So, um, starting with the Adelaide rookies, of course, they, uh, they picked up uh, Riley Thilthorpe. I really don't know how to pronounce that. I really hope that's right. Um, he was the number two pick after they obviously bid uh, for Oogle Hagen there, yeah, forcing uh, Western Bulldogs' hand. Um, and they were always going to go with, with him anyway. I, I don't know like I don't know the strategy behind forcing Oogle Hagen to be number one. It just doesn't make sense to me if they didn't really want him. Surely they just call him Thor. It's like Phil Thor <laughs> or like just Thor. <laughs> Absolutely, they should call him Thor. Well, he's Big he's boy. he's built like Thor. He's um he's obviously two hundred and two centimeters, ruck forward. Um, he'll probably mainly play forward, especially at the Crows. Obviously, with uh, Riley O'Brien there, he's still very young. Um, so there's definitely a ruck forward type. The unfortunate thing is, I just don't think he's going to be super coach relevant. And at two hundred k, it's not really someone that you're going to want to no. bank that on. Prospect player, long term, Sh- not super coach relevant. Arguably, the worst team in the league. At probably playing full forward. Um, yeah, I know. It obviously, he's a homegrown ta- talent. The good news is he's likened to Brody Grundy and Brown Marshall, and we know how good they have been as super coach players. So he's very athletic around the ground and good in the ruck. Um, he does lack the strength at the moment to battle with the big boys. So that was something that was noticed with guys that were really, really like built. He does struggle in the ruck. So for that, that to me says he's just not ready for AFL ruck full time. So he'll probably start. Park to park the bus at full forward, and then go from there. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't think you can spend two hundred. There's so many good rookies, especially yeah. in the forward line. And I mean, most people are going to use a um, R three as a loophole anyway. So I just can't see people touching him, and I, I would not advise him. Even though I do think he probably starts, if not round one, very early in the season. I think we'll see him. Yeah, well, they what are they going to lose? Like Fogarty, I think is um, battling some back complaints and stuff as well. So, yeah, I don't know. And you know, Tex Walkers are literally three bad games away from calling it quits. So, yeah, and <laughs> I mean that's that's harsh. He, he, that was two years ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you're a Crows fan. Mate, I'm literally about to just go to town. You're actually on fire, Chris. You know, you're welcome. I'm here all week. It's this. Zesty lemon sugar free. <laughs> oh man, I missed you tearing teams apart. Happy days. <laughs> Oi, proceed. And please don't come at us being like, "Oh, our team's amazing." Why? It's just banter, bro. Calm down. All right, moving on. They then picked up uh, Luke Pedler with pick eleven. Um, he's one hundred and sixty-two k mid, and he does have an opportunity. To, and I think he will play um, game time this year. Chris, I actually heard his uh, time trials were really great. I can already see where this is going, <laughs> but I'm going to let you finish. No, he was disqualified. Oh, why was Yeah, apparently he? he was riding his bike. He was pedaling. <laughs> you wrote that down for... No, I did not. <laughs> Surely you did. Off the cuff. That was very good. Oh, well done. Um, so he's obviously... He, so he was considered to be um, the bull of the draft. So heavy inside ball winning ability, but he also goes forward and kicks goals. Um, and he's got a really good mark on the kid. Um, again, another Adelaide kid. So they definitely target guys born locally. Um, and he was actually taken ahead of where people thought he would go. Um, he's only 183 centimetres, but he is 80 kegs already. But he is 162,000. He is 160. So you look, 
I don't, th- and we'll get to the best 22. Okay. There's a chance he could line up round one. I just don't think, I, I, can, I can't see it. Put him in your back pocket. He, not in yep. their back pocket, but if there's a couple of injuries and he starts to do all right, then yeah, for sure. He's the sort of guy that if he has a good preseason, there's every chance that they could just throw him in round one. So well, keep an eye on him. They can't afford to play safe. No. If someone's knocking down the door, they're going to get games. That's yeah. the beauty of being last. The problem is because he is actually good forward as well, the likelihood is if he plays AFL football, it's probably out of a pocket. So that's where he'll probably start and then rotate through midfield. He won't be able to get bulk minutes even off the bench, I don't think, at this stage. But we'll see We'll see how the preseason treats us. Fair enough. Um, but definitely one to watch. Luke Pedler, um, I would definitely be watching him. Um, we then got Braden Cook. Um, he, they took him with pick 25. So they had quite a few early picks, which means generally going to be guys that are going to be super coach relevant. Um, he's 117K forward mid, and he is 187 centimetres and 82 kegs. So he's considered a versatile player, can play any position across the arc. So basically halfback, flanker, wing, and half forward. Sounds like he can handle the heat. Yep, absolutely. There's <laughs> probably multiple people in the kitchen. Yeah, I love that you're just you're just chiming in for this. This is great. This is lovely. Um, but another Adelaide kid, and he bolted to 25, and the only reason really is because they really wanted him, and he's Adelaide-born. So they obviously clearly went out with the draft position of we're going to draft Adelaide kids. and Well, yeah, because they're not doing very well. So if you draft home talent, they're going to stay, and then you hope to turn the tide, and then people actually want to come to your club. Absolutely. Now, the unfortunate thing about you know clubs like GWS, etc., is that they generally can't do that. So he's a guy that you know, GWS might have targeted because he's not necessarily from Melbourne, and that's a big go-home factor for Melbourne. Heaps of clubs, whereas if you GWS and you grab a guy from Adelaide, there's only two clubs you competed with, not 10. So it's a smart draft strategy, in my opinion. Um, but look, I don't think he probably, I don't think he's the guy that's going to necessarily get game time this year. Help, I mean, he could, but um, keep an eye out for him anyway. Um, just his role. I mean, if he gets a role, halfback, flank, wing, or half or flank, it's very that's very conducive towards rookie supercoach scoring. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I do think that he could score well if he gets game time. I'm just not sure that's going to be this season. The next two are probably the ones I'm more interested in. Is it? I like I like it as well. Is that because of their names? No, not at all. Stan Berry. Oh, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't like a Berry? Yeah, particularly from Brisbane. Um, yeah, so obviously uh, Sam Berry, inside midfielder, he played along um, Caleb Sarong and Sam Flanders as an underager. So he's um, he was definitely touted heavily and he was picked at pick 28. Now, the, the obviously, a lot of these kids that we're going to talk about, they just didn't play at all last year. So if you played, if you're from Vic or you're from you know, places where they didn't have um, – under 18 comps running the entire year, a lot of the information that we have or that the recruiters had was all from the previous year. So obviously as a guy that was playing midfield alongside guys that were drafted the year before means he's, he's going to be, he's going to be a talent. So um, he played for Gippsland power. He's got the frame for senior footy ready to go. Um, I do think he might be slightly behind Pedler if they're going to be playing him just because Pedler can play forward. Um, and Barry's really just an in, inside midfielder. So it's hard to overtake a peddler. That is, but he is a 117k mid. I, look, I think he gets game time this year sometime. I just don't know when that's going to be. I don't think it'll be around one, but um, definitely one to keep an eye on. And the one that I think has a huge potential yep, to one. line up round one, 
Um, James Rowe, 117k forward. Yes. Uh, pick 38, they picked him up with, but he's a mature age small forward and he kicked 38 goals in the Sandful, which was the uh, league leader as a small forward at just 173 centimetres. So um, obviously that's Caleb Daniel style small. That's like very like tiny for AFL standards, but he obviously knows where the goals are, huge goal sense. And that's the thing that Adelaide really lack. Right now, I mean, ever since Betts left, they really haven't found a consistent small forward. Yeah, they've tried putting um, like a few other people through there, but not quite to the same effect. You think back before in that grand final, they had Charlie Cameron mm-hmm. and Murphy in that forward line, and then you had the Tolls and Lynch running through, and now Absolutely. they kind of just, you know, they really need to reinvent themselves. Well, what they've been doing really is trying to blood their their midfield youth through the forward line. And it's, I don't know if that's a real good thing to do. I, I don't think that you can really get the most out of, you know, playing guys out of position to see if they're going to be accustomed to AFL football. Hey, it's the Essendon playbook, Chris. <laughs> if Essendon do it, it must work. I mean, look, did you see that article that came out that said, we're not going to change anything. We think we're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> just lost our, it. Our game plan will, just lost it. Our game plan will stack Ooh. up if everyone else just falls over. I just, I just lost. I couldn't, couldn't hold it together when I read that. Oh man, yep. made me laugh. Anyway, so I, um, at that price, I actually think if he goes well in the JLT, I think he's pretty much a shoe in for that forward spot. So, um, I actually want to jump one in here too, Chris. Uh, Will Hamill, he's two hundred and ten thousand defender. Ah, yes. uh, a little bit more priced, uh, a little bit higher for the rookie side of things. However, he played. What, eight games at an average of 39.3, so not too great on that sense. However, he did. He put on some massive, well, I say massive, he put on some kilos. Uh, he still looked pretty good from glimpses in his games. Uh, he's been impressing in the preseason, so his name has been mentioned a couple times. And for me, I'm just going to casually watch him in the preseason. I'm not going to you know, oh, go too hard out. However, his name has been mentioned, him and Shoal, and Shoal, I think, has had uh, a little bit of a, an injury just recently, but um, those two have been... Spoken about a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, you've also got uh, Mackesy still only 199k. And look, if he can get to that intercepting defender role instead of being that lockdown, he would he could be a breakout opportunity. Ned McHenry is only 212k. There's a chance he still lines up round one. Um, you've also got Ben Davis at 191k and Butts at 176k. And so those guys will rotate through during the season. I don't think that they're going to be you know, in the round one side, but... I mean, injuries and anything can happen, of course. Um, now, just going through the best 22 estimates, so starting from the back line, I've got um, Dodie, Talia, and Luke Brown. Um, I've actually got Hamill starting uh, on the halfback flank with Mackesy and Kelly. Uh, and then I've got Seisman, Crouch, and Miller on the wing. Um, I've got Jones at half-forward flank along with Walker and Lynch. And then in the forward line, I've got Murphy, Th- Thor. <laughs> We're just going to... And then that, that last forward spot is where I think that it really could go up in the air. They played McHenry out of a pocket, didn't really work. I really think that Rowe could be the one that jumps in there. Um, or they could try Peddler, and that might be a rotating spot through the season. They might start with McHenry, but I, I'm not sure. Um, obviously, in the midfield, you've got O'Brien, Sloan, and Laird, I think, is going to be locked into that midfield. On the bench, uh, Brody Smith, uh, Haitley, Schoenberg, another position there that I think um, could be exchanged. And McPherson, who proved that he's got the talent to be able to make it AFL level. So you've really got three positions, I think, with Schoenberg, McPherson, and that last forward spot. I think they're all up for grabs for those rookies. So definitely one to watch Adelaide. There could be anything round one. And um, there's definitely some rookie interest there. I think you're missing Himmelberg. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have him in the twenty-two. Oh. I think so. They, they seem to, by the sounds of. Well, uh, where do you, how do you play him, Lynch, and Tilthorpe? Well, Thor won't play. Well, that's so. If that's um, the case, I think he won't. And you've with. also got Billy Frampton there as well. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah so um, there I is also a couple. Slightly disagree as well. Apparently, Hinge. Um, Old mate Hinge, who Old obviously mate Hinge. off his Hinge to leave Brisbane, but As, um, well, delisted, wasn't he? So, he must have opened the door there. Um, apparently, well, this is from Smith. So uh, Hinge has come across and looks really good across halfback. So whether that means that he's next in line or whether he's actually best 22, I'd be interested to see that. And Himmelberg, funnily enough, has actually come out and said that um, maybe it wasn't Himmelberg. Um, sorry, I'm looking at Haitley. So Haitley, I think it was Himmelberg speaking about they were going to be rotating their spots, which doesn't give me too much faith on that. So let me have a look. Oh, sorry, Schoenberg, sorry, commenting yep. on Haitley. So we'll both will prob- probably share that midfield position coming in and out, can go half forward as well, play on the outside. We'll both swing in there at times. Which I don't love that for Haitley. Doesn't fill me with much confidence, but we'll get on to him shortly. Haitley in the forward line. Mm, so yeah, Schoenberg, so you were correct. Anyway. Um, They're both weird names. Schoenberg, Himmelberg. All the Bergs. I love the Berg. Iceberg. Iceberg, right ahead. Berg, Berg, Berg. <laughs> Berg is the word. <laughs> Jesus, we're on fire today. I'm, I'm just trying to fix my stuff up, Chris. That's all right, all. so that racks up the um, the rookies. And uh, let's get into the premiums. <laughs> racks up. Right, okay. Jeez, um, we are rusty, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a little while. 2020 no, we're, we're, has... cooking, we're cooking with gas over here. In the kitchen, cooking. <laughs> Cooking. Um, okay, so starting with premiums, Matty Crouch, he's a 594k mid. A lot of people have been optimistic about Crouch because uh, his brother has left and everyone knows that when your brother leaves, it's time to shine. <laughs> that's that's not what everyone um, thinks. That's, that's incorrect, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so he played, uh, what, 16 games this season, average 110.7. Um, his time on ground, funnily enough, it did go up 1.9, and we've been finding that a lot of the midfielders have gone up sort of around 4 to 6%, so he's underneath that, still playing 77.1% time on ground, which is absolutely... Stupidly it's low. A, it's astounding. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether that will change this year. It's interesting. He averaged 113 over his last seven rounds, including That's a one... That's why people are interested. A 124, it's a 129... Bias. Yeah, mm-hmm. 124, 129, 141. I'll remind you of that when you speak of Walsh there, Chris. You're welcome. Uh, five scores of 120 or plus, which means that he is good for a draft league at trying to get that sort of sneaky little VC option. I expect he'll rack up the ball a little bit more. I'm hoping he will kind of offload some of those clearances instead of trying to butcher it like he usually does. <laughs> well, it could be good. Um, Just on the shred. The positive, though, is over the last four years, he has averaged 106.5. So he has had a run, and sometimes he starts slow and goes on a massive heater and just starts tearing it up for no reason. You're like, there's the crouch I'm looking for. But at least he's more reliable than his brother. So his body is semi-reliable. He will get a lot of that ball in there. I imagine he'll be trying to clear it to the outside and looking for your um, Millerers and... Looking for your Roy Leds, etc., to actually get rid of it. Look, there's a lot to say about Mount Crouch, and I think he's going to be a popular preseason selection right up until we hit the preseason. And I think people are going to pump the brakes. But um, look, he's got the talent because he's got the accumulation stats behind him. You know, he's always going to be able to get the ball regardless. Um, do I think that Brad Crouch leaving improves it potentially? It's something to watch for. But he's just let me down so many times. I, I, I just can't do it. 
right now. And you watch in preseason, he'll drop oh. two 120 back to backs. And no, I'll no, no. Like, there's only one game. That's value. So there's one game. So oh. it'll be pre, or because preseason's now shifted to, to one game before the round starts. So there'll be a lot of preseason hype, and he'll be tearing up against someone else that doesn't care. And then he'll come out for the one game, score 160 super coach, and everyone's like, oh my God, Matt Crouch, jump the, on. The thing is, his value, though, like for, for mids this year, because there's so many overpriced mids, he's actually decent value. So. It, that's what people are looking for because they don't want to spend seven twenty on a Neil. They want but to spend six fifty on a Clary. Four is not value. It's I, that's hard. That's that's what you should be paying for a midfielder that's going to average your premium numbers. And if people are seeing one ten and saying Brad Crouch left, they're expecting one fifteen to one twenty. Well, you'd have to expect one fifteen. Absolutely, to and six hundred is value at that point. <sighs> yeah, and he's done it before. Oh yeah. So yeah. like he's, I can he's been see. Close. Yeah, he's what's his close? He's he's gone close to one twenty. Oh no, he did like one twenty over thirteen games in the back the end back of the end. season, didn't he? Yeah. And that's twice he's he's gone well yeah. on the back end. So exactly. I think um, Crouch just likes it big in the back. Well, when you're crouching all the time, you must like it. <laughs> <laughs> crouching tiger hidden what? Um, yeah, so that's interesting for me. Uh, looking at draft, I would not mind him as my and you know you could probably have him as your second. You'll get a five VC loops out of him, but I'm considering him instead of be, five. At at, at, um, at M3. I'm considering him. I don't... He's just on the list. I don't know. Don't do it. But dude, like that 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 600k mark, who's there? A lot of other people better yeah, than Crouch. Are they? Uh, I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't, I don't trust, trust any... This is the thing. No, I, don't, I, don't I don't trust Crouch. No. But I definitely don't trust anyone else. I don't know. It's it's a consideration. I, I I'm on the I'm on the fence, and I can see a lot of people picking him. I like him in draft. I'll pick him in draft oh, yeah. as my possibly oh, yeah. depending if I move elsewhere, second or third mid. I'd go that if I had him as my third mid, you're laughing. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, if you went, I'd probably go third round if I can get him. I th- I think people are going to see the potential upside and potentially jump early. I think you might see some pretty high selections for Matt Crouch this year. Mm, anyway, like inside Rory top Laird. twenty sort of action. Let's move on because I don't want to talk about him anymore. Rory Laird is five hundred sixty four k. He's a defender and a midfielder, so he's a defender mid. Adds that little string to his bow for that flexibility. Very valuable this year, Rory Laird. Yes, and very consistent as well. So he's played eighty one out of his last eighty three games, and this year is definitely a year you want to look at consistency. People who do not generally miss games. Because it's a long year, we don't want to see them get injured or there's going to be people having niggles and all sorts of cramps and other issues. Pick consistency when you can. If you're tossing up between two people, go the person who hasn't burnt as much. But saying was which, I've actually got Whitfield in my side instead of Laird. <laughs> for the, more for the burn factor. I don't think Laird's going to burn me as much, whereas Whitfield can go on absolute heaters with a higher ceiling and he has, has averaged uh, more for a longer period of time. There's two things I love about Laird. I do love the DPP flexibility. You can start him in midfield if you want and rotate him back behind the ball. So if you're looking at someone around that price, then why not Rory Laird? He's probably going to average at least 110, I think. Yeah, my problem is that there's so many good defenders... And Laird's kind of in there if I'm looking at four. Or Laird might actually replace uh, Zach Williams for me. We'll, well see. Obviously, the bigger thing with Laird is he did shift into the midfield. So if he goes back to defense, completely write him off. I wouldn't pick him at that price. He's well overpriced. But if he starts midfield, which is what everyone's expecting, he's, he's a good value, in my opinion. He was virtually... I don't know if he's necessarily underpriced based on last year's output. One of the best things that I liked about Laird, his actual contested disposal rate went through the roof. As a defender, it was only about 30%. Have yep. you got the actual... No, and his tackling as well. So he moved into the midfield. Before yep. that, he was averaging two and a half tackles a game. 
Uh, after that, he actually went in and started averaging 5.75 tackles a game onwards yep. from there. And that obviously went with contested possessions and everything. And he went absolutely ham. Yeah, he went up from 30 to 45%, which is just a huge, huge impact on your SC scoring. Yep. So. And in that period, he averaged 121 for his last eight rounds, which is why people are getting excited, which is why, generally speaking, you kind of have to start Laird if he's in that midfield role. He, in that last eight, he had scores of 120, 120, 122, 136, 185. Mm-hmm. Went absolutely gangbusters. And he is someone I am looking to get into my side. It just depends on structure. So and maybe start him, start him in the midfield instead. Maybe. We, might, we might have to get a little bit flexible with it today. I, I really like Laird um, as a pick. Um, I think that if you're not starting Lloyd... You need to have... You have to. And the reason he's out of my side at the moment because I have Lloyd in, but I am heavily tossing up mate, making that 100,000 difference because I think Lloyd will go down and we'll get to that. But Yeah, well, I, I, I personally believe that, um, and we'll probably get to this on the top 10 pod, I, I think that uh, it'll be a toss-up between Laird and Whitfield as to who the number one super defender and super coach is this year. And I think Lloyd might slip a little bit, but he's still going to go one eight, one one ten. You know, like well, Luke McDonald could be uh, Lloyd Junior. Yeah, he could get the role for it. Um, the I know, but I just don't like it. The good thing with Laird is he has started this preseason pretty well. He ran two k uh, with the midfield group. He actually came mm-hmm. fourth in that. I think fifth overall for the Crows. So he's not too bad. Um, heavily, you know. Did pretty well. Fourth in the midfielders group, I think. Fifth overall. So the, currently we're, let's say, a, a tick on Rory Laird. We are. And we're a question only, mark on Matt Crouch. Correct. And the only okay. difference is is that my only concern is Brody Smith basically said that he was, he came out into an interview and he said, Lloyd didn't, uh, Laird didn't take my spot. I needed to help out into defence. I will try my best to get back into that midfield and kick Laird out. See, now that actually bodes well for me because that means to me if there's another injury in the defence... Laird's not the one that's going to be covering it. It's going to be Brody Smith. Yeah, that's That's a really good thing. And honestly, like if you look at their list, the one thing that they're really lacking from defense is a penetrating kick. They they probably need Brody Smith in defense. Like, you know, Luke Brown's got a long kick. Is he a great kick? Potentially. I would say that Brody Smith's a much better kick. So yep. I, I'd, I'd, I don't know. Like I know it's probably what he wants, but where he's best for the team is our defence. Yeah, well, he also wants to win games, but who cares what people <laughs> want? <laughs> um, next we'll go Riley O'Brien. The Rob man uh, did pretty well, played 17 games this year, so played every game. Average 106.2, so he basically went up about, what, uh, 10.9 average for Supercoach. Mm-hmm. Not surprising seeing that Rux generally did score a little bit more. However, he did show some high ceiling, some high dominance in that as well. He also increased his time on ground by 4.2, which makes sense in a shorter format that he would be out there for a little bit longer of that pie. He averaged 102 for the first 11, so not too great to start. However, came back, averaged 114 over the last six, and he went for the last six. It was 124, 82, 141, 105, 101, 129. So Rolly O'Brien is someone that people are expecting to really jump up to that next level. However, with, with you know, proven premiums that we have at the moment with Gorn and Grundy, if you're not starting at least one or both of those, and the only reason you wouldn't start both is if you're going with a cheaper option, I don't think you get this is a year to try and choose an English or to try and choose a Riley O'Brien. I completely agree with you. I think Riley O'Brien in standard is a completely wasted pick. You're spending too much money when you... Uh, if you're going to be not going for Gorn and Grundy, you've got to be going down. Like I'm talking like Bruce, like 300K, like... 
there are options down at that price point that you need yep. to be looking at. Instead or of Bruce or Hickey or <laughs> those other cheaper options that are, that are around there. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And interestingly agree. is for Riley Bryan, he averaged 115.7 in wins and 104.2 in losses. So well, he went really big in a couple of those games they won. And I definitely think that um, as Adelaide's do start improving, that he will average more. However, that's not now. That's not this year. That could be next year. I can't see Adelaide getting too much off the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. And again, for draft strategy, if you miss the early boat and you miss some of those really good rucks, don't start jumping in and getting like the sixth or seventh best ruck early. You might as well just kind of hold back, get yep. a couple of better positions, and then still there will be some great value there. You're looking at people that will probably be number Rucks one. always score, score well. Always. Yep. Always score well. But then well. you might be able to pick up a number one, Bruce, and then if he's out, you could always try and you know handcuff him with Mumford if he does play and get like an 80. Or you kind of look for other people like Hickey could be number one, Ruck, or you're getting these other options that are quite low. Unless you are kind of um, really keen on someone. So say English and you think he's going to take his game to the next level. I don't know where all these points are coming from, but you might kind of go, okay, I want to pick him up a little bit earlier than someone else. Play that kind of each round, have a look at which rucks available and which other lines available, and can you still get back and get another ruck? Because we had someone pick up English. I think he had, I think it was probably around round 18. That's where he picked up English last year because everyone had a ruck. There was just a couple of us, and you can get some great bargains. I agree with you. All right, mid price madness time, oh, starting yeah. with my boy Miller. You love Miller. I, I, oh. I was hot on him last year. This podcast last year, I was talking him up something's chronic. I was into it. Well, here's the thing. if And I've been telling other people, if you've been big on someone before this point, you can't really stop now. If you liked them previously, you still have to like them. There's nothing that's changed. He's still oh, skillful. Oh, I still do. Yeah. The problem is his body. Yes. If he can just string some games and form together. he's a He uses the ball well. He's hard at it. He's a fantastic player. There's nothing bad about Miller. And when he gets the role, he scores well. Yep. So there's there's nothing not to like about Miller. And obviously it's been touted that he's going to be moving into the midfield again. Yep. So he's saying the foot feels really good. Um, basically, yeah, he used to, he was playing an outside game now. They're looking to move him possibly through the midfield. Could be some kind of rotation, inside, outside, possibly inside the midfield on a rotation and back out onto the wing or halfback. Who knows? But um he did say that somewhere he wants to play more midfield, but that's not going to guarantee it. And everyone at Adelaide at the moment seems to be saying, oh, everyone's playing midfield. They need to be multidimensional. And I don't see Miller being a full-time mid, but he'll probably go into the midfield for a rotation to cop out someone, give him a break, and mm-hmm. then move out to the wing or move back to half bank, uh, half back, and then someone else will move through. So what I do like is his price point, but un- like it's a 312K, right? Yeah. So here's the problem with that price point, though. It's the exact same price for Jackson Haitley. Yes, it's the exact same Basically, price for exactly Bruce. Same price, yeah, yeah. So there's other mid prices if you like. Yep. Unless you've got like a mid price per line, or you're just doing you know a, a mid price strategy, choosing someone like Miller is hard because you probably have other mid prices throughout your team, and you don't want to go too mid price or heavy. Correct. So who averages so, more? Well, Bruce Hately or Miller. I mean, it's a hard the, line. You know, you know that Hately is going to be guaranteed at least, let's say, sixty percent mid time. Maybe more? Miller? Mm, I don't know. Probably not even that. I don't know. Um, I reckon Haley's probably a bit more, getting a bit more sliced than that. So, Yeah. I mean, Haley's just a ball magnet. I mean, that, and again, they're diff- very different players. You know, one's the, the one that uses it really well. The other's the guy that accumulates the ball. Like, um, 
I don't know. I I, I trust Haitley as a mid-pricer a little bit more than I would trust Miller. Um, yeah, except I think we've seen a little more. One's in more, defense, one's in, one's in the midfield. And we've seen a little more from Miller. And the problem that I'm having is, as well, is that there's a really good option in Zach Williams who is only about 130, 140K, 140K more, yeah. more, which is not that much when you're kind of going for someone who's actually averaged 100 before. It's a tough one to do. And I do agree with Haitley. Haitley, uh, new club, midfield rotation. He can get contested ball. He has shown a small glimpse of it. Basically got a free walk there. And um, I think if he does get some time and it's going to be one of those wait and sees, he could be worth it. But oh, he's, he's guaranteed best 22 in my opinion. I don't think there's any chance he's not in the 22. I think he's best 22, but is he going to be getting that role that's conducive to scoring well? Is he going to get you a 90 average? Because if he only flat 80... That's well, kind of a tough 80, spot. 80 is enough to make some. Ca- I mean, you make. You'll probably still make what 150k at 80 mm, or 100. Yeah, 100 flattish. And you got to remember, like, you really don't need him to average 80 for the season. You need him to have a couple of hundreds, and he's got that in him. Yep. He can go, you know, and it's a soft hundred. It's 105. It's 110. You know, um, but he can go like a back to back of that, and then bang, shoots up. So I, I, I like Haley. Um, if I can get him into my team, I've, I've had him before at M6 quite a few times. The, the, the problem is if, you, if you're running Gordon Grundy, you really start running out of money for these mid-prices to upgrade uh, those well, rookies up. Well, if you go Gorn, Grundy, Neil and Lloyd, yeah. you are in serious trouble. Yeah, you start running out of cash real quick. Yep, and I then, do agree. then Haitley turns into some pleb midfielder at 123k. I agree. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go into let's look at a little bit of draft relevance now because we one section we do know is that a lot of people like to hear this for draft. So if you're into draft, uh, pay attention. And again, draft we've won four out of five leagues uh, for our twelve person league. It used to be ten. Mate, I've got my own little horn player over here. This is great. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, basically, yeah, we're like a you two time champion. Oh, actually, I'm the only back to back, aren't I? Or you? No, I won back to back. You're the only back to back. Yeah, I was a. No, you had a gap in there, Chris. What do you want to Yeah, about? I was Hawthorne and you were Brisbane. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so Rory Sloan, huge value here. He's 471k mid. Probably had his worst season, his worst output since basically his debut year, realistically. Mm-hmm. He was off on everything. So his marking was down, his tackling was down. It was like he, he was injured preseason and kind of carried that in. He didn't want to go hard at the contest. He was more outside. His, his role completely changed. Yeah. So... Um, I have put him in my 22 in midfield thinking that, you know, preseason he's come back. Like if, if Adelaide want to win games, Rory Sloan's their best midfielder. Oh, I think so, he is someone that you do not want to underestimate. I think he is still definitely a classy, classy talent and underestimate him at your own will. Yeah, and look, I, I obviously, I mean, he's obviously value, but I don't think I could select him in standard. I think it's far too risky. I agree. Um, but definitely in, um, uh, in, draft. in draft, 100%. Yeah, and I, here's the thing, though. And you probably get him on the cheap, too. You could definitely get him on the cheap. You could pick him up in one of those later rounds. When you're looking, I, I can't see him doing that bad this year. And the funny thing is, is that he's actually averaged, in the last sort of four years, he's gone 22 games, 12 games, 22 games, 12 games. And guess what he's playing this year, Chris? 12 games? 
No, it was just 12. 22. Ah, 22. He's, he's playing, playing 22. 22 games this season. He's playing in 22. Maybe not the 22. I don't want to lock that in, but he's going to have a full season. <laughs> I don't want to put the hex on him, but he's going to play. I would never, ever he's make a play. bet that Rory Sloan would pay an entire season. That's a bad bet. No, but based on the, his run, you look at, you know, it's not an anomaly. It's a pattern here. He's going to play 22 games this one. I actually have him in a keeper league. Um, well, usually I do, but I have him out on Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote, did you write that one? I did. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got a, I, know, I know that you have written some. On my uh, spreadsheets. I've good. been basically to make my spreadsheet more interesting, I've just been adding in puns. So for those who you get love it, a you, good will, yeah, you, will, you will see a little bit there. Well, even there, love thee or hate thee, he's a bolter. So you got these little quips, you got you got to have these in here to make it interesting. This, it, it, it's what made the prospectus fun and interesting to read, right? And there's no prospectus. we got to add a little flair. Anyway, so you've heard this first. The first person I am going to... Hashtag blessed. The first person. Hashtag blessed. I am blessing Roy Laird. Fair enough. Um, More because I, I want my Keeper League to do well. Can I also... Uh, this is completely un-Supercoach related, but I'm just going to drop it in here. Congratulations to Tom Brady. For making the Super Bowl for the 10th time. Good on him today. That was actually really amazing. So I just like people that are just excellent at what they do. Yeah, apparently he's having his third grandchild. Actually? No, I don't know. He's, that old. Would be, <laughs> he's old. I don't he's know. 42, bro. It's a joke. 42. That's how he, old he, he is. He's been killing it. A completely new team. Well, not completely new because obviously he got some help. But um, yeah, Tampa Bay. Well done. Well done. Oh, he feels a grand. That'd be really disturbing. Um <laughs> You're right. Uh, so next one is Brody Smith. He's a defender. So like we said, he can be really damaging with the ball. He can run with it. However, he is also someone that can get tagged. So if he is playing oh, yeah. in defense. And he can spud it Well, if he's up. playing in defense and Laird's in the midfield, if they want to stop that run from the back line and that damage, then someone might just sit on him. And he has gave some absolute stinkers. He comes through and he gets a 120 on three goals and 25 disposals. And then the next week he comes out and he gets 35 yeah. and butchers the footy so like the it's going out of fashion. The reason he's good in draft is because he will have those big games. He will have those big scores and he does string together quite a few. However, in round seven, he actually got tagged by Geary. You know how many supercoach you got, Super you got Chris? Um, 23. 13. 13. 13. <laughs> Do you have that? No, I don't have that. Oh, I thought you would have. I thought you would have done no, that just, just no for one, that joke. No one does that. Just Chris. for that joke. Oh, this makes Brucey very excited. <laughs> it really does. No one does thirteen. Oh, 13. Um, but Love that's it. why he's draft relevant because he can do really well. You'll be able to put him in your sort of D four, D five with no issues. If and he does got, get, and if he gets mid rotations, then yeah, you should expect better. a little bit of a spike there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one is Dodi in defence. He yep. played one game in 2019, nine games in 2020, still had some more injury issues. Very unlucky. Averaged 85.2. And uh, funnily enough, he got injured and his true average, so injured on 31, true average of 92. In his last five games, he actually averaged 107.2. Uh, so in his last five, 107.2 and, and 99.57 over his last seven. Mm-hmm. Very up and down though. He had some, particularly when those intercept roles were you know, really scoring well, he yep. did amazingly. But the worst part was he was so up and down. It was a 39, a 113, a 48, a 116, a 104, a 124, injured on 31, 89, 102. Unfortunately, he does the team sacrifice thing. And when he's asked to play lockdown, that's what he does. Yep. And, and so... When you, that's the problem with someone like Dodi is that he's obviously multi-skilled. He can take a mark, but he can also lock down an opponent. So um, every week's going to be different. 
and yep. you're never going to really know. A, a similar player with a similar scope is Nick Haynes. So yeah. fantastic intercept marker, great use of the footy, but sometimes he just locks down instead of playing loose. Or even Harris and it just Andrews. just frustrates the shit out of you. Sometimes Harris Andrews floats off and gets yeah. a lot of marks and disposals, and other times he's on Hawkins and he literally just wants to These shut down. These guys just are going to have yeah. those weeks where you just go, right. Again, though, good for draft because if he gets a yeah. good roll, he'll score really well, and if he locks down, you're just hoping that the rest of your team kind of holds up the fort. So... Yeah, that's pretty much it for there. And the, the scores I gave those uh, run of five and seven games, that was without his injury game. So I figure if you take that out, then he actually put some good scores together. And other potential, uh, Lachlan Scholl, 343k mid, uh, just hurt his hand in the gym, so he'll be out short term. He was first in the time trial, and apparently he's driving the standards at the club. So for me, as draft, like in a deep draft, I'll be looking at see if he actually improves through the preseason. Hinge as well, uh, whether he, he actually gets that gig across halfback or not, we'll see. Funnily enough, 50 DT game. He actually scored 99 Supercoach in the one game he played for the Lions, so that would be interesting there. And uh, Himmel, uh, Himmelberg, 343k mid. Don't really hold too much prospects there. However, he did average 93 for his last four games, but three of those were wins. So he yeah. averaged pretty well. And I, I don't mind out, Himmelberg. I just think that his spot's really... Well, it is. He's a 96 kilogram big boy, and he's from the Redlands, Chris. Yeah. Represent. As you do. Yeah, as you Sh- do. Shout out our Redlands boys. Shout them out. So I think that pretty much wraps us up for Adelaide. It does, uh, Adelaide for, even. Except for the um, looking at the schedule, Chris. So when we look at them, they actually have a hard game first of all. It is against Geelong. Now, the f- reason we kind of look at this draw a little bit is because it gives you a little bit of insight as to, you know, where, for, particularly for draft, you know, how they're going to start and for standard as well because if they have an easy run to begin with, you probably start with them. I mean, if they have a hard run, you might kind of hold off. This year it's actually really hard with the the buy rounds because there's so many good teams that share the last buy and particularly But it is the one that you want to have the most in if you can. Yes, however, when you look in defense though, there's so many in defense that yeah, have it. So agreed. you know Lloyd, you're looking at Laird, you're looking at Ryan, you're looking at Crisp, you're looking at Maynard, you're looking Yeah, there's so many good players and you don't want to have too many. And particularly even then you have you know Melbourne as well, Collingwood, Saints. So you're having Max Gorn, you're having Grundy, you're having uh, Marshall, yep. all having the same buy. So what's the point of having cover? You can only use Marshall if he's injured. That's true. You That's know true. they all have the same buy. So these are something you have to look at because if you get to and you make your team and you go wonderful, my team looks awesome, and if every single one of your premiums is basically playing in that round, that last round buy, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Well, it, for league play, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, league play, it's a great strategy. Just load up. You load just up. Get all take, of them. take the one L, take the one loss, and then just load up on that last buy round. I agree. So they play Geelong first, then they play Sydney. It actually opens up here. Sydney, Suns, North Melbourne, Fremantle, Hawks, Giants, Port, Eagles. That's where it gets hard. Yeah. They start so off they, pretty well. So yeah, so bang on them early. Yeah, basically. So uh, Miller and Laird, get on. Excellent, my friend. Well, I mean, it helps when you when you're last. You get a pretty decent run with the draw anyway, so um, yes. <laughs> just another boot in the old little shout out. And one thing as we finish up here is, well, Chris, are you going to give us some more insight? Are you? No, 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 no we're good. Also quick little shout out here. Uh, find us online. It's SC insider 100 oh, on the, the live. It's fine. It'll happen. <laughs> How but are we? If you made it to the end, you owe it to yourself. SC insider 100. Find us on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. Find us there. Also Facebook and Twitch and Instagram. I think no, not Instagram. Twitter, uh, everything there. And on YouTube, just search Supercoach Insider and you'll find us. Uh, yes, and Apple iTunes podcast. Just search for Supercoach Insider as well. Apparently, like, you know, you can't get tags there or whatever. We're there. We're getting around. 
Anyway, that wraps and us up. And make a review because why wouldn't you? Please do. Make some comments. We love the comments at the moment. But look, until next time, basically every day we're going to be releasing a new team. So please stay tuned for tomorrow. We'll do the Brisbane Lions. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. Bye.